Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. We're asking you, what is the best gift that your team has ever given you? The phone number is 888-729-3776. 888-SAY-ESPN. Yes, you can also hit us up on Twitter. You will give your answer? No, not now. I'll do it later. Oh, that's a tease in a business. That's I will what we do call it later. A little tease. Yes. Okay, Shway. We are Shay and Jordan Cornette, and we're holding it down for Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We hope everyone is having a good holiday. Merry Christmas Eve to you all. And it wasn't such a great Christmas Eve Eve for the Rockets last night. It's a little bit of a mess right now in Houston, if you will. So the Rockets and Thunder, their game was scheduled for Wednesday night. It was postponed, though, because Houston did not have the league-required eight available players needed to proceed with the game. The NBA said three Rockets players returned tests that were either positive or inconclusive. And so then you add in tests for COVID-19, obviously. You add in contact tracing. You also add in injury. And they just don't have enough players to go on and play the Thunder. In addition to that, James Harden was fined $50,000 for violating COVID protocols. It reviewed, or the NBA rather, is reviewing video of Harden partying maskless at a club. And that is violating the league's health and safety protocols. Okay? You cannot attend gatherings of 15 or more people. And if you are at a club, a nightclub, whatever it is, without a mask, this obviously violates protocol. So they're reviewing the tape. They're talking to James Harden, and they'll proceed from there. Nonetheless, he also wouldn't have been able to play in that game against the Thunder because of violating the protocols. And so that leads us to a greater point of what is going on with James Harden. And before Jay and I answer that, here's Greeny earlier yesterday on how he's hurting his trade value minute by minute. I think it behooves everyone to be a leader. And so if you're James Harden, do you feel like you've acted like a leader? Do you feel if by not showing up to your team's training camp the last couple of weeks because you were in Atlanta going to little baby's birthday party and then you were in Vegas and now you're in a strip club over Christmas, whether you've already had the coronavirus or not? Is that what a leader does? Is that what a person that you want to build a business around does? Is that what the face of your franchise does? It's not what the face of my franchise does. So I would say James Harden is making himself less and less appealing to potential trade suitors. It feels like almost by the minute. He's like a Carson Wentz jersey in Philadelphia right now. The value is just dropping from it every single day. <laughs> the Carson Wentz punch at the end was a good one. Um, Greeny mentioning little baby was fantastic, yeah, too. Right. I mean, let's not bury the let's lead not here. Bury the lead. Um, he makes a good point. And, and I, I, don't, I don't know if I necessarily agree with, with Greeny in the sense where I think his trade value is dropping drastically minute by minute, but I kind of get his gist. And I agree with it. Here's how I feel. I think James Harden is a leader and a face of the NBA. And if you are the face of any kind of organization, let alone the NBA, that's an international organization, I have a problem with you going out deliberately or not and violating protocols at a sensitive time in what's going on in our country. I'm sorry I do. And on top of that, James Harden, you haven't been shed in the most pristine light over the last couple of days between the acting like you've got better places to be press conferences and publicly saying you don't want to be in Houston when all they have done is catered to your everyone in need. This now just makes us all kind of on the other side, roll our eyes and say another issue involving James Harden, another issue with the beard, something that he doesn't like. And so here we are. We're all sitting here wondering when are things going to get better in Houston? Yeah, Not you, until he leaves. You lost me at James Harden is a leader. And that's where you started. James Harden is a leader like I have a six-pack. 
James Harden's a leader like I have one chin. Like, these things aren't reality, all right? Like this, but my point is, it's not who James Harden is. That's not who he's ever tried to present himself to be. You can't be a leader if you're known to go out in clubs, take trips, and then return, but give 50, deliver 50 to the opposition on the court. Okay, I don't like to interrupt you. You can do that, not in a pandemic. You can my do that point, anytime my, you want, not in a pandemic. Well, I wish you didn't interrupt me because my point is, He's not a leader. He's just a very good basketball player. He's the most gifted offensive basketball player in the league. But he's not a leader of men in a locker room. He's never been that. What leader says, give me CP3, didn't work out, get rid of him. Give me Russ Westbrook, didn't work out. I don't want to be here anymore. He's a guy that's known to do things for himself, what he enjoys, but he's going to come on the court and he's going to play at a high level. He's not a guy that's going to uh, help the other guys come along. It's going to be a relationship builder in a locker room. It's going to be a good vibes guy. If he was, we'd hear people coming out saying saying the, saying such. They're not because it's not who he is. Are you surprised by these reports? Of course you're not. Should they be accepted? Of course they shouldn't. Does James Harden care? Of course he does not. He doesn't want to be there. So he doesn't care how chaotic it gets, how turbulent or frenzied it becomes in Houston. Because he has no plans on staying in Houston. Does that mean he should be out there acting reckless like this? No human being in the, uh, around the globe should. It puts people in harm's way. That's beside the point. It just speaks to me that James Harden doesn't care about the future in Houston, doesn't care about this team being able to play, doesn't care about them winning or losing this year. He wants to be out. Okay. And we've shown and we've seen from history that when players get to that position in their career with their current situation, they have the power to make it happen a move. Okay. And James Harden's in that position. That's not my kind of superstar. Sorry, not my kind of dude. But why I, would you want that on your team? I ask you the same thing I do with all these situations. With your Bulls, if you could get James Don't Harden, do that. would you want him? Don't do that. My the Bulls are bad. So some teams are going to. <laughs> Come on. So that answers my question, Shay. Some teams. They were down by like 40. Some teams are going to say, Hawks. I know who James Harden is. This doesn't bother me. So that's why we disagree with Greeny because they're going to say, I know all this about James Harden. But do you know how many butts he's going to put in the seats? Do you know how instantaneously ticket sales are going to skyrocket when they come back into play post-COVID? This guy is must-see TV. I don't even necessarily care that he's not a leader. Certain circumstances, you're going to hope he will conform to the team and go out there and win because the Sixers will be a team, if he does go there, that will play for something. Daryl Morey's the decision maker there. Daryl Morey loves him some James Harden like I love me some Shea Cornette. So there's going to be a place where he's wanted despite whatever happens here. That's just the reality of the situation. But I don't... I don't have to like that reality. I don't have oh. to like that my superstars in the NBA can act complacent and act like they don't want to be there and act like they have better things to do and act like they don't have to follow the rules and yet still be a face of a league. I don't have to like that. And I don't. I don't think it's fair sure. that James Harden can act however he wants, say and get whatever he wants, kind of like a little bit of a spoiled brat. And everyone just gets to say, well, that's just who he is. I, I, just, I, I can do it without the personal attacks. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm, I didn't. I didn't. I said he was acting like it, just like how. Oh, sometimes... that, that's the play. When I try that with you, <laughs> does that ever work? Yeah. Like, don't you ever say I'm acting crazy? But I'm saying I just said he was acting like a little bit of. A you're play. acting crazy. Don't call me crazy. <laughs> yeah. Said you're acting crazy. Does that ever work when I do no? That? But so that's why different. can you get up in front of a microphone in your onesie and try that attempt here? It's not a onesie. There's a pan. <laughs> There's fans and 
pants or pants and top. It feels like a onesie. It's all connected to my body. It's sticking. <laughs> my body's moist. I'm uncomfortable. Ew. You're calling athletes Ew. brats Don't and taking personal moist. attacks. Don't say moist. I know. I do. You said it three times now. I have not said moist once. Third time. Ugh. <laughs> Disgusting. Did she not say it? Okay. Pat, Pat, okay. Did she not? Okay. Right? She said moist. Enough. We're talking about James Harden. Ugh. My point being is no one has to like this behavior. It's a bratty behavior. And when you're getting paid a lot of money, it is. I mean, I'm calling it what it is. I'm not joking now. When you're getting paid a lot of money and you're the face of a league, you don't have the right to go act however you want. Not ever. Not ever. And so he's getting all of these different talking heads, which we are two of them, coming out and saying, like, what are you doing? And he deserves every bit of the criticism. And I'm sorry. If he's going to go to the 76ers or the Nets or whatever other team, why would you want this? This isn't a team like the Bulls who need to have butts in the seats because they don't have a star already on their roster. He wants to go to a place where there's already stars on the roster. And so how do you get there, Shay? What has the blueprint been for athletes in places that they don't want to be? Chaos. Welcome chaos. Make it a messy situation. Roll around in the mud. Make it uncomfortable for everybody sure. because the Ruin front office, else. the front office sure. of Houston has said they will embrace uncomfortable in terms of until Which it gets I cre- I give until it gets to a position where they can get what they want. So James Harden goes, all right, let's see how messy this thing can get because eventually you're going to be tired of it. It's going to be detrimental to the whole operation, and you're going to have to deal me. And hopefully when you do deal me, it's to the Nets, it's to the Sixers, it's to one of these teams that can win so I can get the hell up out of here. That's what James Harden is thinking. Well, let's see what he's thinking. We'll ask someone else, shall we? Let's go to the Shell Pennzoil performance line, and that's where we're joined by former NBA player Quentin Richardson. Quentin, good morning to you. Thanks Chicago's for getting up early. Finest. Let's go. Thanks for getting yes, up yes. early good with morning. us. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, Merry Christmas Eve to you. So you obviously heard our conversation here about James Harden. We know the scenario that happened yesterday. Thunder Rockets was postponed um, for a lot of reasons, but but one of them was James Harden being out and being reckless. And so I ask you, if you were a teammate in this situation, how would you approach working with James Harden every single day? Uh, me personally, I mean, I, I think it's on a relationship basis, like a, a case by case. But I mean, if he's somebody that just came to the team and I didn't personally know that well, and and didn't have a, fine, a full understanding of what he was doing, I could I could see some guys being frustrated or or, or, or maybe a little upset with the way he's doing things. Yeah, I, I think there's definitely going to be people upset about it. I, I kind of look, uh, Quinn Richardson, he's a co-host of the Knuckleheads podcast. It, it, it's as good as anything you'll hear out there. Him and Darius Miles do a fantastic job. Uh, Q, Thank you. tell me where you envision James Harden going. That's that's a tough one for me, man. Because when it first, when everything first happened, I was like, "Where?" Like I didn't see, I didn't, I never saw him leaving Houston once he became what he became there, and. It, it's kind of hard for me to envision him going somewhere else. I mean, obviously that's coming into play right now. I, to be honest, man, I don't see him going going to Brooklyn. I think I think that's very risky on they on their behalf to to add somebody that dynamic to what they already have with the opportunity they have, and I think they would have to give up too much. So for me, man, I I, I, I think it's going to be one of those things where it comes out of nowhere. Somebody we're not expecting for him to go to, or haven't been <clears throat> really in the conversations of him going. And then it just hits us because I can't really see him being anywhere but there. Uh, Quentin, what do you make of his behavior? Since we've all found out that he wants to be out of Houston and he wants to be somewhere else, 
What do you make of the way he's handled the situation? Um, from the outside looking in, like the, my only wish is that is that he handled things more professionally. Right. I mean, as, as far as the optics, I mean, I don't I don't know. There's debates of whether he was really at a strip club or or a regular club when he was in these videos. My whole thing is is, is be pre- be present yourself as a uh, present yourself as a pro at all times. Like whether it was a whatever type of club, you know that's not what we supposed right. to be doing right now. Those are the NBA rules. Stay away from that. Like when it comes to you wanting to trade, you want to go to a different team. This has been going on for years in the NBA, and he's not the first. He won't be the last superstar who wants out of there. Man, let your let your agent, your representation know what you want to do. You guys come up with a game plan that you feel comfortable with. And you let them go do the work, and you show up to practice, you show up to games, and you be where you're supposed to be, and you be accountable. Because my biggest thing is that regardless of what anybody thinks, James Harden is a superstar in this league. He's one of the best players that ever come in this league, and right now he's one of our best players playing. And so everything he does is going to be viewed and looked up to by some people. He's got kids watching him. He's got some younger players looking up to him that he's leading by example and somebody's going to look at these things and say, hey, that's the cool thing to do or that's the way to go about it. And I just want him to know that that's not the example that we need to set for the young guys. Q, instead of snapping the fingers in agreement, I'm hitting the headband that I'm not wearing, man, like I'm one of those baby clippers back in the day because I agree wholeheartedly with what you're saying. I want to take it to the court now. Enough about the drama. This is about celebrating a a, a beautiful thing, a holiday here where it's the eve of Christmas. And I want to talk about a, a gift we've been given as NBA fans, the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, mm-hmm. watching this team with Kyrie, uh-huh. KD, I could rip through about 10 other names with the depth on this roster. Scored 43 points in the first quarter. They're going to do that a lot in games this year. Overwhelming teams with wholesale line changes. A fun team to watch. Uh, do you believe that it's the Nets and the rest in the East? Um, that's, that's, that's like, you know, that's the easy thing to say. I, I, I don't, I don't think it's them and the rest. I think, uh, I think it's a, it's a cluster up there. I think to me, when you look at that in all paper and you see what they've done and how good they've looked in this short preseason, I think, and, and, you know, the season over, I think you, you want to, you want to feel that. But I mean, I, I, I'm smart enough to know that when you go through a whole season, it's a lot of different things to shake out. And, uh, you know, Boston is over there looking pretty good. I still want to see what Philly's going to do. Miami never counting out Toronto, and you never know how they're gonna come. So I mean, it's still a lot of teams, and I I, I got to give it a little a little more time. But I mean, what I've seen so far, and Kyrie call them Seven Eleven, get used to it. I'm 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 loving what I'm seeing. They looking very like dynamic out there together. We're talking to Quentin Richardson, former NBA player. He's also the co-host of the Knuckleheads podcast. So Q, I ask you this now. Last night we saw Giannis and the Bucks play. They lost the game to the Celtics. Yet still, Giannis has been locked up long term now in Milwaukee. Do they have a team that can compete with the likes of the Brooklyn Nets uh, down the line here? Absolutely, absolutely. I left them off that list. I just said and they they should have been at the top of it. So I mean, I, I, absolutely, they are they are probably the number one team I, I expect to really compete and um, challenge the, the Brooklyn for that East. And, um, you know, Giannis is, is a two-time MVP, one of the best players in this league. And, I mean, he's only working more hard and, and striving harder for this championship. So I know he's going to do everything that he needs to do to get better. And then, you know, uh, Chris Chris Middleton is, is, a, is a young superstar, and I love the addition of Drew Holiday. I think that made them a better team than they were last year. 
Q, of all the teams, because it is a loaded NBA this year, and I do think it was unfair of me to say, and I'm glad you checked me on it, that it's not the Nets and the rest in the East because there are a lot of teams in the East. There's a lot of teams in the West. But of all these talented teams, teams that had success last year, as you assess it this year, which one of those handful of teams, those cluster of teams, that you could pick one that say, that team's success last year, they're going to take a step back this season. Do you have one? Hmm. Um. I, I mean, I guess the easy pick would be would be Miami with them going all the way to the to the championship like that. And I and I say that with the most respect for Miami because I respect everything they do. Mm-hmm. But um, just knowing what I know about the situation and the way the Heat were built, they. I mean, even now they're they're built, and I think they're. They're in a situation where they, their team makeup and, and because of their guys, they're gonna they come off more mentally tough and, 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 and tougher than some teams as far as like when you go man for man, when you got a Udonis Haslam in there and you got a full group of guys that are literally fully focused and listening to everything that Udonis says. I think that that goes a lot longer way than some of these teams' vets that they have in their locker room. You have a guy like Udonis Haslam. So I think that linked directly to, to, to a lot of their success in the bubble with all of the different things, that you know, the lockdown and stuff like that. I think they were mentally tougher than a lot of teams. I think a lot of teams got defeated by the bubble. So, I mean, with that not being the case, I don't know if they go all the way to the championship like that. But, I mean, I, I still wouldn't be surprised if they did. But I wouldn't. I, w- I would expect a little bit of a drop-off just because of that scenario. All right, former NBA player Quentin Richardson, thanks so much for the time. Thanks for getting up with us this morning. We appreciate it. Happy holidays to you. Have a good rest of your day. Yes, thank you. Happy holidays, you guys, too. The NBA is on ESPN Radio. Tune in tomorrow for a Christmas Day doubleheader as the Nets visit the Celtics, followed by Mavs and Lakers. Coverage begins at 4.30 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. So it is Christmas Eve. And I think we found a bit of a Scrooge in the NFL. Could it be Giants head coach Joe Judge? He's made some comments now that if you're a big Christmas fan. You ain't happy. Might not like him. Might not like him. We'll explain that. Next, this is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
There's kind of a Scrooge going around the NFL, it sounds like, these Nobody days. Nobody wants and to I, hear about a Scrooge. I know, because it is Christmas Eve. But I said that kind of in jest, because Joe Judge just has this Joe Judge mentality that he has brought over to New York and the Giants, and it has been going on since training camp, and it continues today, because he said this on Good Morning Football. We've got the Ravens this weekend. I'm going to take everything we have, or I'm sorry, it's going to take everything we have to beat them, and they're the only thing that matters to us right now. Look, with all due respect to Christmas, let's forget about Christmas for a little while, and we're going to focus on the Ravens. Oh, come on. <laughs> you try to sell like he was a Scrooge. Well, I mean, I mean, come on. Can no. we just say, like, no, no, everyone no. go enjoy your families for like an hour, and then we'll refocus on the Ravens, because it is a big deal for both the Ravens and for the Giants. The Giants eliminated from the playoffs with a loss and a Washington football win. There's so much on the line. Baltimore is also favored by 10 points, but, you know, that's I mean, neither on. here or there. I would hope that my team, despite their being with their family and enjoying the holiday, that in the back of their mind they're still thinking about the Ravens and the opportunity to get to the playoffs. You can do both. I don't think you're going to expect Joe Judge to come out here and go, I really can't wait for Christmas. I hope my guys are all in on the holiday. hope they don't think about anything else but Christmas. Come on. You're not. That, that was a head kidding. I'm half kidding, but I just love Joe Judge because he's kind of this un, uh, non-traditional is the word I'm looking for. Non-traditional kind of head coach because he goes about things and he just does it. It's almost like a mini Bill Belichick in the way he handles things. And I know, obviously, he learned from Bill Belichick when he was their special teams coordinator in New England for so long. But if you remember during training camps, he was having his guys run laps, <laughs> which you don't typically do with professional athletes anymore. You know, it, when it wasn't out of punishment, he was doing it more as a conditioning type of thing, and these dudes weren't really having it, but it, nonetheless, they bought in. And then, and you probably remember this one, there was a point where a lot of times the quarterback wears a red jer- jersey or colored jersey to, to signal that he shouldn't be tackled during training camp because you don't want your quarterback hurt. Joe Judge was like, forget the jersey. You can be tackled lightly like the rest of us because you need to be callous just as well as the rest of this team as we had in this season. He's trying to change the culture and train, change the ways with the Giants. And then this just this just kind of goes further down that Joe Judge path of like, that's cool that there's Christmas and y'all want to be celebrating and opening gifts with your family, but we're going to focus on the Ravens and nothing else. How much do you appreciate and respect the job that Joe Judge has done this year? I, a lot. I, I thought the Giants were going to win the division. They're still not completely out of it, but it, it all signs point to this weekend might might put put it to an end. What I'm getting at is I love the the culture that he's brought there. Uh, the, the 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 cupboard was pretty empty. Yeah, he's leaned into what is their strength. Clearly, that defense. Mm-hmm. Saquon Barkley goes out to begin the season. Daniel Jones has battled injury. He he also hasn't shown enough to believe that this guy is absolutely your guy. Uh, but like all great coaches do, you see where your strength is and you lean into it. And Joe Judge has done that enough to squeeze everything out of this team to put them in a position to where they are. I bet the players loved him talking like this. I bet they're probably fully invested too in looking past Christmas. Hopefully they're being, you know, proper family members and, and doing their part that day. I love how you always add the caveat. But, Hopefully but they're, they're being probably good very much looking forward to Sunday. It is probably tunnel vision towards Sunday. And the fact that they're in that position speaks to how crazy the NFC East has been this year, but also the job that he has done there with that Giants squad, and they've got the right man in charge. Look, the Giants lost Saquon Barkley week two against the Bears, and I think after that game, you were like, man, this team is is all but done. They lost one, two, three, four, five to start the season. It looked like things were on a downward spiral, and as of late, I think as these guys have kind of bought into this Joe Judge mentality of no BS— 
it, things have changed. And they became a favorite at one point to win the NFC East, and they're, they're right kind of there. And if they don't make the playoffs, then that's fine. But I think things are on the up and up in New York, and there's no doubt about that. And I know him and Jason Garrett together are really trying to change the way Daniel Jones does things too. I mean, just his decision-making first and foremost, and him have that same kind of mentality that Joe Judge does and like it's football first and only football and don't make the same mistake twice and et cetera, et cetera. Do you think the Giants could beat the Ravens? No. Do you? The Ravens are vulnerable, though, sometimes. I don't know. The Ravens, no. that offense has is, is come back. The, the Giants are good against the run. It's obviously the strength of the Ravens. It's, it's in, just the talent. There's it's no, in Baltimore, right? Yeah. There's no compare. Like, if you look at the Ravens offense versus the I, Giants I like the offense, it's I like, like how Ravens. could you even pick? How could you pick the Giants? And I know they've beaten some good. Like, hey, they beat the Seahawks. And I, you could say the th- same thing for the Seahawks, but I, I, I just don't see it. And I don't see the, I don't see their defense for as good as they are slowing down Lamar Jackson either. He's playing good football right now. Yeah, it's as long uh, as there's no potty breaks, you know. I that, that, all things should be okay. You could argue that that game <laughs> should be okay. You could argue that's the most intriguing game this weekend. You could argue because of what's on the line there, and because of that matchup of Giants D versus Lamar Jackson and what he's sure, able to you do. You could argue. I'd argue against you. I'm not even going to think about Christmas. I'm just looking ahead to the Giants and the Ravens. You better be thinking about Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say messing. that. You ain't Joe Judge. I've got all my gifts together. I've got my cards ready. I am. Uh, I'm very much ready for the holiday tomorrow. I will say, forgot remember? it was on the schedule about two days ago. But I'm <laughs> yeah, ready remember we were on the call yesterday for the show, and I was like, "Where are you, Jordan?" Because he was like on the phone in the car, but he had a mask on, so I knew he was going in and out of places. He came home with a bag of cards yesterday, cards, cards yeah. and pizza. So I was. Very happy. I tried to find Thoughtful. a Monopoly, a game board, a Monopoly, so we could throw it back and play Monopoly. You can't find those anywhere. Really? I probably am. You, you got a Monopoly? I have Narstownopoly. What's that? It's the version of Monopoly from where I'm from. Wait, I didn't hear the first word you said. <laughs> Narstownopoly. Narstownopoly. Okay. How does that, how does that, I think I got an idea. Is that just the dice? Is that all we're using? No, it? no. It's Monopoly. It's Monopoly, but, but it's, it's like the places are all places that he oh, recognizes. Oh, oh, I thought we were just, okay. I thought we were just taking the dice and doing it old school. No, I thought I we were going. Too, how do you play I, Monopoly with dice old school? What are you talking about? I, I, I misread what, what Yates was saying <laughs> there, all right? I thought we were going all the way. Some other way. That'd be cool, though, but if I, we I had a Chicago version of Monopoly. Monopoly. I know. I, I appreciate you going out and, and looking. So, yes, he was I being tried. thoughtful for the holidays. Because I, I, I was like, he's forgotten that Christmas is coming. I definitely am waking up with not one thing under the tree. But he surprises me sometimes. And the pizza was a nice touch, too. Okay, so we're asking Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zuba Nation, what's the best gift that your team has ever given you? At Roland Lachance, just hit us up on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed with his favorite Christmas movie, too. He says, what about the Christmas Chronicles? What? I don't even know what that is. I don't know about the Christmas Chronicles. I don't know either. anything about the Christmas Chronicles. Albert Hernandez said uh, on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, his favorite Christmas movie, Miracle on 34th Street. That's a good one, and I missed that one and and shoot bt king kring on the dr pepper twitter feed the best gift his favorite team has ever given him having brett Favre as a quarterback and then transitioning to aaron Rodgers has filled me with so many gifts and as a bears fan i hate you <laughs> bt kring <laughs> because don't even try to hide it i mean i'm sorry i'm sorry to say that on christmas but like the gifts those you have two, been those given two you. as a Packers fan at the quarterback position is unfair. So you can't no wait level. for you can't wait for Jordan Love. Although he'll probably do much of the same too yeah, as well. Come on, it'll be a seamless transition from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love, as seamless as it can be at this point. <laughs> Unbelievable. You guys got a quarterback. You're good. You got Trubisky. Jordan, you don't don't act like that. Okay. I'm sorry. Like you root for the Bengals. Your quarterback's been on the bench now for a few weeks, and he will be all of next season. Don't start acting like you're like. 
quarterback you over there, okay? Well, we're not a university, so I wouldn't call us quarterback Whatever, you. know you. what I mean. Uh, I think it's very, <laughs> very low level of you to take shots at Cincinnati and Joe Burrow, <laughs> given the circumstances. But we will rise again, probably 2020, 2022. And rest assured, you still won't have a quarterback in Chicago. Come that oh, so time. You, come back with, you come back with shots. Okay, that's fine. We'll play it that way. It's Christmas, but if you want to do that, that's fine. Like Lionel, Lionel Richie, I could play this all night long. Favorite Christmas gift that your long. team has given you. I like that. I like that. Go Are on. you asking me? I'm asking you. I would say first, it, it, it was my favorite player and still is to this point, Chad Johnson, Ocho Cinco. Ocho Cinco. He just brought electricity to Cincinnati. His his antics, his his enjoying the spotlight, yeah. him and Carson Palmer together. It was a better, a lot better version of Carl Pickens and, and Jeff Blake from before that. It was elevated. It, it captivated the country, and they won games. Unfortunately, they didn't do it in the postseason. Thanks, Kimo Van Ohalfen. I'll never forgive him from the Steelers. <laughs> and now Joe Burrow is here. Uh, so that is my gift in 2020. Uh, two of my favorite players ever in the history of the NFL. Joe Burrow's career just getting started. And Chad Johnson or Chad Ochocinco, whatever you want to call him. But I loved 8-5. Loved 8-5. Okay, so my favorite gift as a Chicago sports fan, and I feel like the easy one here would probably say like the 2016 World Series for the for the Cubs because it had been so long since they had won a World Series, and that's probably an obvious answer if you're a Chicago person and you're a Cubs fan. Um, but I'm going to go with Michael Jordan, and this might be an obvious one too because that is kind of where my love for sports started. I, I remember being a kid and always having those games on. If it wasn't at my house, at my aunt or uncle's house, I remember going to those games with my cousins and just being a Bulls fan was part of your DNA if you were from the city of Chicago. It wasn't split like the Cubs and the White Sox, um, it, it just was a thing. And it yeah. was a cool thing to do. Like my my mom, for example, my mom is not a sports fan at all. At all. She's not watched one second of this show. Oh, no. no I, I actually <laughs> texted her to watch today. I'm sure she's not. But my mom doesn't know the difference between basketball and football. And she used to go to Bulls games back in the day. I'm sure she had no idea what was going on. But she even used to go. It was like a cool, popular, fun thing to do. And so all that to say, Michael Jordan being in the city of Chicago – if only the Bulls could get back to that kind so, of... So, I went Chad Johnson. She went Michael Jordan. Sounds like somebody's had a better experience uh, growing, growing up cheering up. for their teams. And we probably do got to apologize to a lot of people out there. The Grogan family is very close to us. Just texted me and said, no Christmas Chronicles? I don't know what that is. I know. I, I, think, still we don't should, know. I think we should be embarrassed and we don't know about Does that. Does anyone know you what the, guys Christmas know about Chronicles the Christmas is? Chronicles James, you have to know. Uh, my wife was telling me yesterday that she needs to watch the second one, but I've oh. never seen it. She said the kids have had it on a bunch yeah, of times. Yeah, Little Shawnee was but... one who, who oh, was probably... Oh, it's a kid movie. I, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Uh, well, we, we should know I've it. Never, we should, I've never watched Chris, it. Maybe we'll watch Christmas Chronicles tonight. I don't want to watch the Christmas Chronicles. Okay, Do well, you? Well, you drive the show, you run a household, <laughs> you pick the movie. Look, I have to pick my poison when it comes to watching Christmas movies. This is not like something that Kurt, you like sign Kurt up Russell for. Russell is Santa Claus in the Christmas Chronicles. Oh, that perfect. makes any difference. I, I don't even know so. why we're really even going round and round with this. Shay is almost, we're now almost, we're not, not we, you are almost six months pregnant at yeah. this point. 15 minutes into the movie, it'll be this. <laughs> okay. Okay. Then, then open your eyes and go, are any of those donuts left? <laughs> Then I'll give you one. Then you have some nerve. What, what time did you guys? You get have last night? I'm kind of describing exactly. myself. Thank you, Pat. I knew someone would jump on my team. I don't, go on, am Pat. I on your team? Didn't you go to bed at seven thirty last night? Seven thirty. Erroneous. After after he ate all the pizza that he brought home. So while he's over, his body's there, no accident, honey. His body is no accident. All right. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs>
seriously, though. Oh, thank you, Pat. See, I knew the guys would have my back. You. I don't eat a donut at night. What do you think I am? That was, that was poor Homer form Simpson? That was poor, poor form of me. I apologize. Anyways, one NFL, NFL team, <laughs> one NFL team might ha- have any coaches this weekend. Like, at all. I don't know who's going to coach the Detroit Lions. What will they do? We'll ask the NFL's best insider next. You're listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. My favorite Christmas song, Stevie Wonder. That's what Christmas means to me. Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, wink, wink. Out here making requests. You know, DJs don't like that. They don't. I was always that girl too. I like, bet. can you play my favorite song? That's so annoying. Sloppy drunk out All there. All right, though. okay. See, like you took it one step too that's far. What, that's what your husband wants to hear right now. <laughs> you should have seen me at the club back in the day. I was. All over the place, yelling at the DJ for a song. Now yeah, the, dancing. How the mighty have fallen. I'm I got a, a winner over here, everybody. I'm in a Christmas pajama <laughs> outfit matching my husband, and I've been in it since 3.30 in the morning on Christmas Eve. So, wow, I have really taken a turn for a lower level. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and just tell your smart speaker to play ESPN. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. And right now we are joined by ESPN NFL insider Adam Schefter. Shefty, good morning to you. Happy holidays to you. Thanks for being with us this morning. So uh, there's an issue going on in Detroit regarding the head coach position. There has been a lot of positive tests or contract tracing. And at this point, who is going to coach the Lions on Sunday? That's a great question. I think they're trying to figure it out right now themselves. And they've made other plans in the event that Daryl Bevel, the interim head coach, is unavailable to coach on Saturday. 
against Tampa Bay. We know they're going to be shorthanded on the defensive side of the football. It doesn't seem like there's any question about that, that they're going to have to be giving up some of the responsibilities on the defensive side of the football. When it comes to the offensive side of the football and the overall team, I think right now, and speaking to the organization last night, they don't know. They're waiting to get some of those questions answered today. But make no mistake about it, again, with the contact tracing with this team playing Saturday as opposed to Sunday, puts even more pressure on them to try to figure this out. And I don't think they have the answers and solutions right now. In fact, I know they don't. Uh, Looking for answers with the Washington football team as well at the quarterback position. Dwayne Haskins uh, photographed with with strippers. It it seems to be a theme here, Um, and and he's apologized publicly. Um, But in the position now, it seems like he is going to be starting for this Washington team uh, come this weekend. Can you provide any clarity there, Shefty? Well, right now, Alex Smith has been back at practice to a certain level, but they still don't know about his calf injury. It's tricky. And so they can't count on him right now. They're still hoping that Alex Smith will be able to start a game that they need to win to win the NFC East. But if he can't start, then Dwayne Haskins would be in line. Now, just think about how crazy that is and how wild a story that would be in a week in which he's photographed out with women, maskless, after they lose a game to Seattle that they're trying to win to help secure the NFC East title. Now the Washington football team may really need the quarterback that had fined $40,000, who basically did not behave the right way, who did not make good decisions again, which has been a pattern here. And so he now may be entrusted with the job of trying to clinch the NFC East title, which would be huge for that franchise moving forward. Talking to Adam Schefter right now, ESPN NFL insider. Okay, so Shefty, so... The Patriots and their quarterback situation, they don't play till Monday night, but Bill Belichick this week has not come out when he has said in weeks past that Cam is their starter, Cam is their starter. Mm-hmm. He, he's not saying that this week. So is Cam their starter in New England going forward? Well, listen, they're eliminated right now, and this is an unusual spot and time for everybody in New England. They're usually gearing up for the postseason and getting ready to make a playoff march, and that's not the case here. And so... They need to figure out exactly what they're going to be doing at that position. But the truth of the matter is, really, I think Cam Newton has shown that he's somebody that they can't really count on to rebuild around next year. And Jared Stidham's a guy that they've seen in practice the last couple of years. If they were so wowed by what they saw, he would have been given a chance at some point along the way that he wasn't. And so maybe they turned to Stidham. I would think Stidham would get some sort of look here in the next two weeks. Maybe he'll start both games. Patriots have declined to say so far. I think maybe you want to get a look at him, but the fact of the matter is they've probably gotten a look at all their quarterbacks right now, and they probably know that they need to hit the marketplace again and figure out what the best solution for this franchise is going forward. And I don't know if they think that their quarterback for the future currently is on their roster. Mm. Shefty, there are some GM jobs out there that have have provided openings as well as head coaching jobs. Uh, Of those two positions, uh, is there anyone you're aware of that's garnering the most attention currently? Mm-hmm. Well, l- listen, the head coaching interviews can't really begin in full until the end of the season. There are a lot of desirable coaching candidates like an Eric Bieniemy out there right now who can't talk to – well, I guess they can talk to teams. They could do these Zoom interviews now for two hours, but that's not exactly what some of these franchises want to do. They want to wait and be able to talk to the guy more in depth. We'll see how that plays out. They're not rushing to do that. Look, you see some of the guys that have been interviewed. There are guys who don't have jobs right now. Jim Cobble interviewed with the Texans for their head coaching job. 
Rick Smith is interviewed for the general manager job with the Detroit Lions, uh, with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Louis Riddick is interviewed, the ESPN Monday Night Football analyst, Jacksonville, Houston, Detroit, because he's allowed. So the guys that you're allowed to sit down and have extensive conversations are the ones right now that have generated the longest and most extensive looks. And I think the teams that have those vacancies are ready to shift to guys who have jobs as soon as the season ends. All right, Adam Schefter, let's go to the Steelers right now. They've lost three in a row, and after their Mm -hmm. Bengals loss, while the attention was on the three losses in a row, it was also on Juju Smith-Schuster dancing midfield before games. And as of yesterday, Smith-Schuster says he's not going to do that anymore. He doesn't want to be a detriment to the team and be a distraction. Why was that important? Because I really liked what he said, but is that going to result in W's for the Steelers? Well, again, Juju's been doing this all year, I believe. He's been dancing on the opponent's logo before every game, posting it on TikTok. And again, forgive me when I step out of bounds here into a cultural reference that I'm not (laughs) hip enough to fully grasp and understand. But he's been doing it for 11 games, right? And nobody said anything when the Steelers were 11-0. Am I right? Right. It's true. Okay. Okay, so they they lose three games, (laughs) and all of a sudden, Juju's the problem. Okay, so now he's not going to do it anymore for the betterment of the team and the betterment of the players in his own words. Now, again, that's fine. I guess you could take it any which way you want. I think it is probably disrespectful. I do think it fires up the opposing team. But when the Steelers were winning, nobody was saying it was an issue then. But now that they're not, okay, well, Juju stomping on the opponent's logo pregame before anyone is out in the field for his own TikTok exploits, this is an issue now. Okay, well, I, I think the bigger issue might be that Pittsburgh can't run the football effectively. The bigger issue might be that the offensive line has not played real well. The bigger issue might be that they're missing Devin Bush and they're missing Bud Dupree and they've been without Joe Hayden and they're missing some defensive players that have made plays. But if we want to come back to Juju dancing on the opponent's logo for TikTok, before, we'll make that the issue. That's fine. Okay, now he's going to stop and we'll see if that's good enough to beat an Indianapolis team that has a great pass rush that should be able to exploit the weakness in Pittsburgh's offensive line. Uh, Shefty, you're the hardest working man in the biz. You're always working the phones, keeping us updated. We follow your every move. Why don't you just add the TikTok app on there? It could be a short break for you every now and again. You know, my daughter has encouraged me to get on TikTok, and I say, as I've said to her, I've got enough to worry about right now with Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. I don't need another account. Maybe I'm making a mistake. Now, I'll say this. I said that about Instagram for a while, and then I got on Instagram a couple of years ago and been busy with that and have enjoyed it and have recognized why people are on it, and it's probably a good thing. And so I will say this, even though I've been resistant to being on TikTok, and even though you don't want to see me dance ever, okay, I think that's, let's be very clear about that. Uh, maybe I'm going to have to embrace the ways of TikTok and start, you know, shaking things around here and make, mixing things up. I love it. Breaking news. Shefty is going to be on TikTok. I want to see you no, and no, Juju. No, no, no. no, no, no. Don't no, put break, words that, in his mouth. Yeah, no, I didn't say I'll be on there. I said maybe I take He's a look and consider, consider it. it. Okay, consider it. Listen, I am very careful about the words I use, okay? I didn't say I'm going to be on TikTok. I said I will take a look and consider being on TikTok. The, the, sh- the shaking before 9 a.m. on Christmas Eve it. is is definitely going to be replayed at some point on airwaves somewhere. All right, Adam oh Schefter, thanks so much for the time. Happy holidays to you. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Th- thank you.
I give it to you. That's Normally, it's me that makes people dance. It's you this time. I got it. I want Shefty and Juju on a logo at midfield somewhere. <laughs> oh, now it's okay. TikTok would now explode. Now it's okay to dance on the logos. TikTok would explode. TikTok would explode. So the question is, how much pressure is on Giannis Antetokounmpo this season? He did miss that free throw last night. Does it matter? We'll discuss next. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.